0: Welcome to the Eddie Hyde Podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Eddie Hyde, and I'm so glad you've joined me again today. You know, I would like to start a, a series of episodes. Let's talk about reasons to believe. Because, you know, uh, when, when we accept Jesus, the, the, now this is what the world, the unbelievers often accuse Christians of, that we're taking a blind leap of faith blind leap of faith into the dark as as though there is no rational reason for us to put our faith in jesus but that is not true and uh and, and and this is what really what my latest book discovering the real jesus is all about uh it shows that when we put our faith in jesus it's not a blind leap of faith into the dark it is an enlightened depth uh of faith into the light of reason and historical evidence. No, no, not a blind leap of faith. It's a step of faith into the light of of historical reason and evidence. And so in that regard, I want to talk today about the resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus. You know, the resurrection of Jesus is, you know, we could call it the bedrock of christianity because if jesus did not rise from the dead then in a sense everything else comes crumbling down and and uh, the way paul said it in first corinthians i think it's uh, chapter 15 he said uh, if christ is not risen uh, then uh, he said then we are still in our sins And we are of all men most miserable, and there is no hope of the future, and we're lost. And uh, if it be that Christ is not risen. But then he goes on to say, But Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who sleep. First fruits means he was the first to rise from the dead, but because he arose from the dead on our behalf, now there's coming another resurrection uh of a harvest a whole company of people who put their faith in jesus who are going to experience resurrection as he did and so because that uh, the resurrection is the bedrock of christianity it has been uh more viciously attacked than any other christian doctrine so let's talk about it today. Now, it's it's important to us also for very personal and practical reasons, because what Jesus did, he did it all for us. He didn't come and die for himself. He didn't need to. He came for us. And so there is a practical application of the resurrection for you and I, for humanity. Paul speaks about this in Ephesians chapter 1 where he talks about uh how Jesus was raised up from the mighty exceeding great power of God. I would say that for Paul if the cross was the ultimate demonstration of God's love the resurrection was the ultimate demonstration of his power. It was at that place that the power of Satan was broken, the power of sin was broken. Satan's authority, Satan's hold on the human race was loosed, and Jesus was raised up, and Paul said he was seated at the right hand of God far above all principality, power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named. Now, in verse 19, talking about Ephesians 1, he says that that same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead, he said, has been directed into the believer. Wow resurrection life and power has been directed into the believer now what this tells us is I, I i know that there are people i hear about it today people bound up with different kinds of sins homosexuality and different things and they you know they say they can't seem to break free this is why we need to understand the purpose of the resurrection you see, the, that same power that brought Jesus alive from the dead, he will break the power and the hold of sin in your life and set you free and cause you to walk in liberty and freedom through his resurrection life and power. And so did Jesus really rise from the dead? Can we really put our faith in that? Are there reasons to believe? Yes, there are. Let me just mention. We'll we'll probably have to continue tomorrow. But um, the fact that there is a church, a Christian church, I'm going to talk about an organization. When I when I use the word church, I'm talking about people. I'm talking about the people of God all over the world, and I don't know how many there are. Well, over a billion, hundreds of millions, and uh, this great company of people devoted to Jesus Christ. We we trace our beginnings right back to that resurrection event in Jerusalem uh, around 33 A.D. in the first century. And um, we read in the Gospels how that Jesus was raised from the dead— but but before this, well, let me let me just I'm gonna couple these two together, these two reasons. First of all, the empty tomb and the transformation of Jesus' disciples from cowards into bold witnesses. Now you remember when Jesus was arrested, it says the disciples all fled. <laughs> they all fled. They were in fear. Well, they didn't want to get arrested too because you know what's going to happen to Jesus is he going to be put to death and so they all forsook him and they fled now we we read about Peter Peter followed far off he followed from a distance to see what was going to happen so they led him they led Jesus to Annas the high priest and it was cold and so Peter warmed himself in a courtyard and on three different occasions there in the uh, the in the darkness in the early morning three different people came up to him and and asked him, said, aren't you one of Jesus's followers? And each time he denied it. The third time he vehemently denied it with cursings and swearings. No, I'm not a follower of Jesus. Wow. And we read the the story about how Jesus was being led I guess across the courtyard when Peter had just made that final denial of Jesus with cursings and swearings, And Jesus had told him that uh, before the cock crowed, that he would deny him three times. And Peter was sure he wouldn't. No, I would never do that. But here in fear, in cowering fear, he denies that he knows who Jesus is. And just as this happened, Jesus is led across the courtyard and he turns and his eyes meet with Peter. And Peter realizes what is happening. And man, he 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 is heartbroken. The Bible says he goes out and he weeps bitterly. And then we're told that after this, that the 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 twelve they are hiding, or it's eleven now, Judas is not with them. But they are hiding in hiding because of the Jews. Well, because they know, you know, they've arrested the leader. Now they're going to come after the followers. So they are in, they they are cowering, they're in fear, they are in hiding. But all of a sudden, three days later, they are transformed into these bold witnesses that cannot be intimidated that are taken before the authorities and threatened with dire consequences if they do not stop preaching and speaking in the name of Jesus. But instead of cowering, they stand up boldly and say, hey, you are the ones that crucified him, but God has raised him from the dead. And now, all of a sudden, they are boldly proclaiming that Jesus has been raised from the dead. And right there in Jerusalem where it has all happened, thousands are turning to Jesus. Thousands are accepting their message. Now, think about this. The Jewish authorities and the Romans who had actually done the actual crucifixion, they could have put a stop to this movement. All All they had to do was to produce the body of Jesus and put it on public display in Jerusalem And that would have been the end of that Jesus move. But they didn't do it. They couldn't find anybody. The tomb was empty. The body was gone. And Jesus, in his resurrection form, had appeared to these same disciples. And now they were transformed. Couldn't find anybody. The tomb was empty. All my friends, the tomb is empty. <laughs> Let me just mention one other. Well, I'll save that for tomorrow. There's another. There's another thing about all of this evidence. Jesus came out of the tomb, and it's this: they did not make the tomb a a, a place of uh, veneration, a site of pilgrimage. No evidence they ever went back. Visit the tomb. I'll talk about. I'll talk to you about that tomorrow. But but all of this and much more is in my latest book, "Discovering the Real Jesus." The real Jesus is alive today and resurrected resurrected life and power. That same Jesus, he still has the nail prints in his hands and his feet and in his side and the scars on his head from the thorns. So it, he's the real Jesus, not some mystical spiritual Jesus, New Age Jesus, no. The real Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He's alive today in resurrection, life, and power. And he—and that power will set you free today if you will put your faith in him. Check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. Uh, if you want to check out uh, my latest book, That this material that I'm deriving it from, it's available on Amazon. It's called Discovering the Real Jesus and also from our website, eddiehyatt.com. And I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.